Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 43 with Gabby Exley. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. I'm really excited to have Gabby Exley on the line with me today. Now, in case you haven't noticed, I've recently had kind of a string of longtime missionaries on the show, and that's really exciting, but it's also part of why I'm so happy to have Gabby with us today, to get some fresh perspective, and also just because she's such a great young lady. Now, Gabby is a freshman at Lee University, and she's not a career missionary, well, at least not yet, but (laughs) she did recently take a trip to Kenya with her youth group last summer. That's right, her youth group took a short-term trip to Kenya between high school and college. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about her and her life in the ministry. Okay, Gabby. I've given just a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and what you have going on. We'd like to get to know you personally. All right, Brian. Well, um, I, as you said, I'm a freshman in college right now. Um, just finished my first semester, which was great. Um, it's been really cool just um, being able to grow in the Lord over these last few years and um, how he's been teaching me about missions and what that really means. And um, definitely uh, he's given me different passions for it, um, especially for Africa. So it was just um, amazing being able to go to Kenya and uh, meet the people there and uh, begin to learn about their culture. And uh, also he's always just given me this passion for music. And um, that was one thing that I loved about being in Kenya was um, singing with the people there and uh, leading worship with them. It was just a great experience. So definitely um, in the direction of missions is something that I would love to do. So just waiting for God and uh, learning what he's calling me to do in that. It's been kind of the main thing right now. So, All right. Well, thanks, Gabby. Now that we know you just a little bit, can you share with us a scripture or maybe some motivational quote that's really been meaningful to you? And then share with us how you've applied that to your life. Yeah, of course. Um, one verse that God's just really put on my heart for a few years now is uh, Jeremiah 1, 7 through 8. And it says, um, Then the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for you will go to everyone I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of them, for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. And um, God's really just been been using that verse in my life as an encouragement and also realizing that even when I am scared to go up and do something or say something to someone, He's with me. And regardless of my age or 
the fact that, you know, I'm not old enough to be um, a career missionary yet. God can still use me in different ways. And it's not a hindrance um, being young. And so that's just something that God's really encouraged me with and given me strength to do things I never thought I could really do, like go to Kenya or um, go up and just pray for someone or give a word of encouragement. So that's just been a really helpful verse for me um, over the last few years as he's taught me about that. So. Well, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that because I think it's so easy for us. In fact, my, my pastor reminded me this week that it's so easy for us at whatever stage we are in our lives to discount our value in the kingdom, to think that we're either too young mm-hmm. to be of value or we're too old to be relevant. And so I appreciate that God's brought that scripture to life in you. Now, Gabby, we know a little bit about you. We know kind of some of the motivation in your life. Now, we also know that not everybody's life is always easy and happy. It can sometimes seem like there's kind of what I call the Facebook effect. We look around (laughs) and everybody else's life looks amazing. We see all the wonderful things that are going on in their lives, but we see all of the stuff that's sort of behind the scenes in our own lives. And so that's why we'd like to start with a challenge. So I'd like for you to share with us a time in your life, when you encountered some kind of challenge or some kind of failure, uh, maybe an opportunity where God was working in your life or in the life of somebody else, share with us that story and then what God did in that time. Okay. Uh, Well, a few years ago when I was in youth group, uh, this was my sophomore year, I went through this period spiritually where I just kind of sought after emotional experiences in during worship. And I'm if I know you can't see me, but I'm putting air quotes on that. Um, because during the time, um, worship became just singing songs and hoping to have an emotional experience during that. Um, my priority changed from seeking after God and his kingdom to my personal feelings and emotions and experiences. And, um, during that time, it was really conflicting because there was a lot of stuff going on, um, within myself where I wanted to agree what was going with what was going on in youth and during worship. But there was another part of me, which was definitely the Holy Spirit, just continually trying to show me that what I was doing was not scriptural. It wasn't worship genuinely. um, And so during that time, God continued to send people in my life and speak to me through his word and try to show me that um, although I kept trying so hard to grasp onto and cling to that emotional experience, he wanted me to focus my attentions on him. And so, um, it was difficult. It was really confusing time for me spiritually. Um, but God just really came through and continued to use that season in my life to teach me that he is what I'm meant to pursue, not an emotional experience. So even though it was confusing and there were a lot of conflicts with me and um, people in my life that were trying to show me the right way, um, God just really used that to teach me a lot about Him and about worship and what that really means. So um, even though it was hard, He made something beautiful out of it. So, Wow. Now we're going to go ahead and move to the other end of the spectrum, because just like we have those challenges, there are also times when God reveals something to us. Now, you've already shared with us a little bit of what God revealed to you through that time with your with the worship experience and what God was doing in your life a couple of years ago. Can you take us to another time where God revealed something to you, either where he revealed something over the course of time, and as you looked back, you went, oh, I see what God was doing, or maybe one of those, well, what I kind of call the shaft of light experiences, where God just <laughs> opens up the heavens and imparts something to you and it just, it hits you at that moment. Can you share with us one of those times in your life? Yeah. Um, this actually kind of ties into this, but it was a separate experience. Um, 
like I said, during that whole time, I was just conflicted and and frustrated spiritually and just not really knowing what worship was anymore. Um, and so, like I said, I was just so internally focused that I was never really focusing on Christ and his worship and how worthy he was of my praise. Um, so I was at this conference, um, with some friends. It was a conference by Heidi Baker. She's actually, um, a missionary that I really respect and, um, look up to. Um, and she was speaking and at the end of the service, she said, I want everyone to find a place in the room and I want you to ask God if you're supposed to give a word or receive a word, um, from someone else. And so I was just kind of sitting by myself and I felt like God was telling me I needed to receive a word. So I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of waiting for someone to come up to me. And, you know, I'm almost kind of waiting for some crazy experience, you know, someone to be like, thus saith the Lord or, you know, something big like that. And uh, (laughs) so I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's been about five or 10 minutes and no one's come up to me yet. So I kind of look up and I'm looking around. Almost everyone around me is getting prayed for or spoken over or whatever. And I just kind of got really frustrated and I was going, God, I don't understand, you know, where are you? Why can't I feel you? Why can't I encounter you? Like I think I should and all this kind of stuff. What am I doing wrong? And, uh, (laughs) and then all of a sudden God, I just felt like God said to me, regardless of the season or situation you're in, I'm worthy of your praise. And, uh, (laughs) it just kind of all hit me and I realized how focused I had been on myself. And, uh, he began to show me, uh, or remind me of the verse, um, in Philippians four, I think it's 11 and 12 when God says, or when Paul's writing and he says, I've learned to be content in every circumstance. And I know in that situation, he's writing about physical, you know, health or sickness and all that kind of stuff. But God really kind of showed me that even in spiritual dry seasons, he's still worthy regardless of what I'm experiencing or feeling or whatever. And so it was just a big moment for me um, and just God teaching me that it's all about him regardless of um, how I feel about it. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, as, as you've been talking, the thing that strikes me is just how alive the word is in your life, that it's clearly part of who you are and part of what you do that the the word just kind of bubbles up in your life. And for those who are listening, I would like to encourage you that you don't have to be old for the word to be alive in your life. You don't yeah. have to have studied for years and years and years, although I look toward look forward to studying for years and years, and I hope that you do as well. But the word can be alive in your life as soon as you've heard the word, and that's how it's been. That's what I've been hearing in Gabby's life is that the word is alive in her. And my prayer for you is that the word would be alive and would continue to grow in your lives. Now, Gabby, we're going to go ahead and move to the present day. We've heard a little bit about some of the stuff that's in the past, a challenge, a, a moment of revelation. Now we want to hear a little bit about what's going on in, in your life. Now, normally this is the part where I would ask about a current ministry, but we know that you're in school <laughs> and that God's kind of working in your life and directing you. So can you just kind of share with us maybe something that's really got you excited right now, or maybe something that you think you see coming in the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing that I've loved about Lee is just um, the amount of people my age that are just completely pursuing God with all that they have. Um, 
And it's just been encouraging to me. There's a group at my school called Iqbalo, which is um, a Greek word that they took from a verse. I'm not going to know the book reference, but um, it's where Jesus is talking about um, sending laborers into the field. So they took the Greek word that they use for send, and that's the name of the group. And so the main focus of it is taking students and teaching them how to do ministry and how to um, speak to people and um you know, just encourage people. And so that's been amazing just being around so many people who are passionately um, into Christ and expanding his kingdom. And uh, so that's just been really amazing for me. And I really look forward to growing in those relationships and also learning how to um, reach out to people and how to do ministry. So that's just been something that's been really exciting. Um, and there are a lot of uh, trip opportunities at Lee as well to go to other countries and um, just do work in different countries. So that's something I really look forward to and just developing and growing in what's, what God's calling me with with missions. So, Well, that sounds very exciting. Now, we're going to go ahead and transition just a little bit. We've been talking a little bit about you. Now we want to kind of talk and start to, start to gather some of your perspective. We know that not everybody is called to vocational ministry. Scripture makes that pretty clear. And our audience is primarily made up of people in, who are living in the U.S. or somewhere in North America and who are operating in the marketplace. They care about missions, but they don't necessarily feel called to missions. So what would you say to somebody who feels called to the marketplace, but they're, you know, in their daily life, they're starting to wonder if what they do in the marketplace really matters for the kingdom? Um, one thing that I that God's really been showing me is that you don't have to be in a third world country to be a missionary, you know, and I think some people lose sight of that and realize that even when you're at your work in the office or, you know, just out doing groceries, you know, that's a mission field. It doesn't have to be, um, in a far off country where there's a bunch of poverty and all that kind of stuff. It, it really is just being a witness, which is a lifestyle. It's, it's always showing the love of Christ. It doesn't have to be, um, you don't have to be a Bible major and, and go fly off to, you know, Africa. It's, it's just being in your office and just encouraging those around you and being light and salt, like Christ called us to be. And so I just think people, once they realize that wherever they are as a mission field, they realize that it doesn't have to be so far off and, um, extravagant as people, make it out to be. So I just, just encouraging them in that, that regardless of where you are, you can be a missionary. So. Yeah, that's good. Now I'm also sure that there are some people listening who are already supporting a missionary, either financially or perhaps in prayer, but they're wanting to do more from your perspective. If they wanted to do something to really level up their game, what's one thing they could do to further encourage or support a missionary? I would say, um, you know, spread the word about it. Um, let other people know about this ministry so that you can gain more people who are willing to support and help out the missionary. And then also, if you feel called to do so, um, go and experience what they do. You know, being able to go and be with the missionary where they are um, can really change your own perspective of what they do and also help you share it with others in a way that makes it more real. And so I think those are kind of two big ways you could really help and support a missionary. Yeah. Thanks, Gabby. Now it's time to go ahead and transition to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us with your amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> no pressure, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's one thing you wish you would have known before you started out? Um, I would 
guess uh, before I went on some of my mission trips, just I wish I had known that sometimes God's best and strongest revelations and actions come through small packages. Um, sometimes I get caught up in the whole um, big, crazy signs of God kind of thing. Like I want to see that where God is wanting to reveal himself in this still small voice. So um, just learning that it's in the small things where he shows himself sometimes more than in the fire or the earthquake, you know, sometimes it's just the small things that he reveals himself to us. So that was something that God's been teaching me and I wish I would have known a little earlier. So what's the best advice you've ever received? That would definitely have to be from Pastor Bruce um, on our mission trip to Kenya. Uh, we were sitting and talking about missions and um, missionaries and a bunch of different things. And he said, sometimes missionaries fall in love with a culture more than they fall in love with God. So then it be, they go on trips that God does not call them to um, because they are so wrapped up in a culture rather than God's calling. And that really hit me. And just knowing that it's always about him um, more than falling in love with culture. So I think that's really important to remember for missionaries um, and for me personally. So I just thought that was important. Can you share one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to the success you've seen so far? Uh, Definitely staying in the word uh, as much as possible. I try to, you know, be in the word every day. Um, Not saying that I'm perfect at that, but just trying to stay in his word and in constant communication with God. And just, it's a conversation and listening to him and speaking with him. And it's always continual and not just, you know, five minutes before you go to bed. So that's just something he's been teaching me a lot about. Do you have an internet resource that you use and could recommend for our listeners? I would say Uversion, which is um, a Bible app uh, you can download, I'm pretty sure, on um, both I, like iPhones and other Androids or whatever. Um, it's really great. Um, they have a lot of different options for um, versions of the Bible translations. So that's a good one for me, I think. Yeah, I, I use that and I love it. I think it's, it's great. And for those listening... Um, as always, we will be linking up all of the uh, all of the resources in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Gabby Exley. And uh, Exley is a little bit tough to, to spell. So if you if you go there, just enter Gabby in the search bar and that should pop right up for you. Um, but that will all be linked up for you there. Now, Gabby, uh, one last question in the speed round. What's one book you would recommend for our listeners? Can I suggest two? <laughs> Okay, we'll let you go. All right. Um, the first one is uh, With, that's With as in like With, um, by Sky Jatani. And Sky is spelled S-K-Y-E. And then Jatani is J-E-T-H-A-N-I. And then the other book is Miracles by C.S. Lewis. Okay. So that was With by Sky Jatani and Miracles by C.S. Lewis? Yes. All right, cool. Now that ends the speed round. We're going to shift again and go just a little bit deeper for the last couple of questions. We're going to focus a little bit more on your perspective and some ministry advice. So this is our opportunity to learn from your experience. What would you tell somebody who's living in the U.S. or in North America, and they look up and they realize that their neighbors and their coworkers are from a country that we used to consider missionary territory? A really important thing to realize is that even though they may come from different backgrounds and different cultures, they're still 
a person. They still have a story and they still have the same need for Christ that we do. I think sometimes we we don't completely understand their culture, so we kind of distance ourselves. And not that we don't see them as people, but we don't see them as individuals um, who have a story. And so just realizing that they have the same struggles and the same desires that we do kind of makes that connection easier so that when you go up and talk to them, it's not so scary and weird because you realize that they're just like us, you know, and seeing that they have those similarities. I love the way that you framed that, that they're a person and they have a story. What's one thing that someone could do if they wanted to start getting to know and getting to disciple one of these neighbors or coworkers who is from another culture? I would say one of the most important things is to try to research their culture and ask them about their culture. Um, people love to tell their stories. And so when you're willing to listen to them and, and ask questions and you show interest in how they do things, why they do things, it it brings a connection. Um, that's something that I learned with my German exchange student, actually, um, just being able to ask her questions and say, you know, what is school like for you? Or what do you love to do? You know, just making it, um, where you want to understand what their culture is like, I think is a big step in growing closer to them so that you have those connections and you can use their culture to share the gospel. All right. Now this last one's a little bit tricky, but imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning It's your first day of ministry in a brand new country where you don't really know anybody yet. You still have your experience and your knowledge and your food and shelter are covered, so you don't have to worry about that. But all you have is a laptop and $500 US. What do you do for the next seven days? Uh, Such a hard question. I've been thinking about this one for a while, but I'd say I'd use the laptop to um, do research to see if there are any local ministries. Um, and also to, if I don't know a lot about the culture, like I said, try to learn more about it and then also use the money when I find that, um, missions like organization to help support them and also, um, take care of the poor, um, try to go buy food or, you know, do whatever it takes to help those in need in the area. So I think that's what I'd probably do with those two things. (laughs) A good deal. Now we're almost done, Gabby. We've got just one last question. So could you share with us one last piece of advice and the best way for someone to connect with you? Then we'll say goodbye. All right. I'd say a good piece of advice that I've learned that God showed me is that um, when God has called you to something, he has equipped you and will continue to equip you for whatever he's calling you to. Um, So you don't have to feel like you're inadequate or unable to do something because if he's called you to it, he's prepared you and will continue to prepare you for whatever's up ahead. Um, So that takes away that, that fear of being inadequate and just realizing that he's in control and that he makes up for our weaknesses. So that's something that I think is really important to know. Okay. And if someone wanted to connect with you, is there a way for them to do that? Uh, Yes. Uh, My email is, I'm going to have to spell this, (laughs) G-J-O-E-C-H-S-L-E at gmail.com. So GJXLE, but no one knows how to spell that, (laughs) at gmail.com. Okay. And again, for those listening, if you do want to connect with Gabby, that will be linked up in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Gabby Exley. Now, Gabby, thanks so much for being with us. I really appreciate your time, your generosity, and the perspective you brought with you today. Well, thank you so much for having me.
That's the end of our time with Gabby Exley. I'm really thankful that I was able to get her on the line. I just so appreciated her zest for life and the way that God is working in her life. And I especially appreciated being able to see how the Word is alive in her life and being able to be a part of that. I think that God has done some amazing things in her life and will continue to do so. And and I want to say this now, and I believe that it's God's heart and his desire to do those kinds of things in our lives too. He doesn't want us to live Gabby's story, but he wants us to live his story and to live that through us. And I think that that's a great reminder, especially coming from someone so young as Gabby. As I mentioned, the show notes will be available at engagingmissions.com slash Gabby Exley or slash 43, as in episode 43. Now, if Exley is a little bit tough for you to spell, you can definitely just hit that search bar and type in Gabby, and those show notes should pop right up, and you'll be able to find all of that information. You'll be able to find some quotes from this interview, as well as any of the resources linked up that she talked about and some some ability to contact her if you wanted to connect with her. I would definitely appreciate your feedback. Uh, If you wanted to leave a comment on the show notes, that would be very meaningful. That helps me understand whether or not I'm meeting your needs, and it also maybe brings up some conversation or some questions. If you have something that you'd like to send that's a little bit more private, you can send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Of course, another way that you can interact with me is by leaving a rating and review in iTunes. That actually helps quite a bit, especially if you like the show and leave a positive rating, because that helps us connect with people that are looking for the stories of missionaries and people like Gabby so that they can hear and be encouraged by what God's doing in their lives so that their eyes can be opened to what God is doing in the world. Um, If you've never done that, it can seem a little daunting just because you have to go through the iTunes interface. It can seem a little bit clunky. So I put together a two and a half minute video that will help you with all of the information that you need to know. And it also has a quick link right there to take you directly to this show in iTunes so you can leave that rating and review. Of course, if you wanted to leave a rating and review in Stitcher or some other service, you can definitely do that as well. But iTunes definitely seems to be the one where we're getting the most traction, where we're connecting with the most people that are interested in the stories of missionaries like Gabby and the other people that we've interviewed. So if you wanted to do that, you certainly could. And of course, If you haven't subscribed to the show right now, you could be missing out on something. You definitely want to visit iTunes and subscribe to the show. Not only does that help you make sure that you don't miss that, but that's another way that iTunes goes, hey, this is a show that people are interested in and helps then serve it up to people that are looking for these kinds of things. And again, if you visit engagingmissions.com slash iTunes, then that will have that link to take you right there, shows you exactly how to do it. Oh, and one thing that I just about forgot to mention, but it's actually kind of important and it's a little bit time sensitive. I am in the process of training for a 5K. It's the Hot Chocolate 5K here in Nashville, Tennessee. It'll be on February 14th, 2015. So if you're listening to this before that date, there are a couple things I'm looking for people to do. I'm looking for some people who are interested in running the 5K with me just to have a little bit of fun. It's about $45 to register for the thing. If you're interested, uh, I'd love to have you be part of that. And then also, I'm wanting this to be a fundraiser. I'm trying to raise a little bit of money for uh, Jenna Grossman, who's a missionary that my church sent out to YWAM in Australia uh, about a month ago, and she's going to have to raise some money for an outreach, and I just wanted to be able to offer that up to her as as something that we're doing. If you visit engagingrun.me, 
you'll find information there that uh, can connect you with with me if you're interested in running. And we'll also provide some updates as to what's going on with training. And then also, if you're interested in providing a donation to her, it gives you the information to do that. Uh, none of that information, or none of that money, rather, goes to me. That would all go 100% to her. And it's just something that I'd like to do to help her be able to do the outreach and take a little bit of the pressure of raising additional funds off of her shoulders. Now, whether this is your first time here or whether you've been here since the very beginning, I really do appreciate that you took the time to listen to Gabby's story. I appreciate that you're interested in what God is doing in the world and that you want to be a part of that. It means a lot to know that there are more people here. My heart and my prayer for you is that God would open your eyes to new things, that he would pour into your life, that he would release into and through you resources for the advancement of his kingdom, for his glory, for his majesty, that the world would see his beauty in your life. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.